What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph W. Basham, MD. Alex Brant Bernard Rasmussen. Co-host Catherine Brant. Andy Brant Bernard. And the two of you. Timmy Lammers. Kristen Burt. Look at that. We got everybody. Yay. Everybody's we in. Who? And uh, Timmy's in the center square. Just yeah, like what the hell? Hell? He's in the center Did square. Just... Name Brady. Alice. 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 Yeah. Oh, wait. Alice it's Alice. He would be Alice. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> You're right. Or Paul Lynn. Oh, in the uh, Hollywood squares? Yeah. Hollywood, well, yeah. Well, the Hollywood. He was That's always great. in the middle square, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. I used to love him on that show. Yeah. It's completely ridiculous. <laughs> he would go off the deep <laughs> he end. He was very funny. He was very, very funny. So what's that? Oh, you know what? We got to uh, cover a couple of things here. Oh, dear. I don't think there's any. No, these are good things. Oh, this is business? This is business. <laughs> okay, no, just for Kristen's that, I'm like, not going to do it. I'll do it later. as they say. Unbelievable. You believe that I was going to you know, do some nice stuff, and now I'm not. I've decided Don't against do it. it. Nope, there'll be none of that. That'd be nice. Okay. Um, so I have a couple of questions about things. I was just talking to Ralph about this that uh, some stories came out. They're running. Uh, I could probably ask both of you this, or everybody on the show this, actually. Some very <laughs> negative stories come out about stupid things that people have said. And I don't know how they do this, but they are wiped off the face of the earth. How do they get that done? Well, I'm just wondering who who is it that said something stupid? There's so many people. I'll that give say it to you. Things daily, but yeah, I mean, to me, it's just a Twitter mob. To me, yeah. I, I, well, this I don't guy. Know, man. I already told Ralph this about ten minutes ago. There was a doctor out in California, big time surgeon, and he's speaking to like 18 or 20 other surgeons about this, that, and the other thing, and it's all recorded, but you cannot find this recording anywhere now. I, I heard it last night, but it's gone today. He said, you have to understand how important this transgender surgery is to us. It's a very, very important job that we have ahead of us. Transgender surgery um, is a very, very big deal now. I mean, you guys have to understand how much money we make from this. He wasn't talking about transgender people. He was talking about how much money they make from the surgery. And they do. Jesus. I looked it up. So far, $2 million. Million? $2 million. I would assume it would be a lot more than that. Oh, I think I'm just talking about this month. I don't know, man. You get into that debate. You cannot. I don't even. Yeah, I mean, he's just stating facts, isn't he? I mean. But the money part of it. Don't bring up the money. cost a lot of money, but I mean, you just can't afford to slip up in any sort of way in that no. debate. Yeah, no. but that's, it's in healthcare, you have to be so, so careful with regards to what you say, how yeah. you say it, things yeah. like that, yeah, just because it's, it's, it's a delicate, delicate issue. But unfortunately, the, the people who are going through transgender surgery will do anything, anything to get that surgery done, and they will pay mm-hmm. whatever 
mm-hmm. the market will bear, and it is just tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending it on where is. you well, are. Well, it isn't a co- it's covered by insurance, right? Ooh, I don't in know. In a lot about of states, that. I thought that they mandated that it had to be. <clears throat> They're going to mandate breast enlargement? No. Well, that's the thing. Well, that's they've one been of going back and forth. Well, one yeah, is I mean, treating a dysphoria, and the other one is... A woman who's had children, and she has smaller mm-hmm. breasts than what she had. She's dysphoric over that. That is a no- that is a oh, positive what thing. What qualifies At, as dysphoria? Actually, uh, Becky, yeah. who lives in the U.K., said that if you, as a, a woman, if she could make a case that her self-esteem is affected by her breast size, that the... Uh, NHS. NHS will pay for it. Yeah, but and you won't get it done for two or three years. Well, yeah, that's the yeah, other that's thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, about, yeah. <clears throat> By the I'm time you get it done, you'll be uh, 80 for, years for old. private health insurance in the U.S.? Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't happen. it elective, though, too? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> right. You know, how many surgeries are not covered because they're elective? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Which oh. a lot aren't elective. Like, I don't yeah. Like, you know, skin cancer removal. Not elected. Got to pay for, pay cash for that. Do you really? Well, no. that's if you no, haven't met no, your deductible. No, no, no. That's, that's, well, yeah, that's, that's if you haven't oh. met your deductible. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, but biopsies, skin biopsies, you have to pay for that. No, you don't. Not if you're deductible. No, no, yeah. not but if they're coded properly. Pay, that's incorrect. I, I've always had to pay for mine. I but I don't. I don't ever, this. ever, ever, ever meet my deductible. No, I never. Well, there you go. That's why you're paying for it. That doesn't help. But I, yeah, I just. I don't know. Well, Tom yeah. went into the doctor, into the ER. Into the ER. ERs are always going to charge. And he's on Medicare yeah. A, B, C, D, E, Blue F, Cross and G. <laughs> and he still had to pay $4,000. $4,300 they charged. <laughs> <That's all me. laughs> How is that not covered by insurance? I know. And you're paying a ton for insurance because oh, you're still God, working. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. I, I mean, yeah, their bill, the, their, the bill was $12,000, and I got nicked for 4300 of it. I just don't understand wow. how, how that's possible. Twelve thousand dollars. Is that is that one? How much was your aspirin? <clears throat> yeah, well, the aspirin yeah. was forty three hundred dollars. Well, I mean, you got but, all but sorts of tests though. For an <laughs> itemized bill, you ask for an itemized bill mm-hmm. and then say, "I'm not paying a hundred dollars for aspirin. I could go to CVS." Well, yeah, that's very right. true. Well, I had uh, um, two years ago and this year, I had a mammogram and an ultrasound. Two years ago, it was forty-five dollars. Same exact insurance, same exact situation. Two years ago, it was forty-five dollars. This year, they charged me twelve hundred. No, two years ago, we had different insurance. I am not on your. I'm in Dan's insurance from his work. Oh, interesting. But are mammograms complimentary? No, are they the, covered? The one, no, they are not. Oh, no, not in not in our state anyway. Oh, in California, they are they're free. No, so they are not. You oh. get twelve hundred dollars for a mammogram. And a a ultrasound. And an ult- but that still sounds. I know it was ridiculous. I called and I was like, I had this exact same thing done for the exact same reason two years ago, and it was forty four dollars. Same insurance, same place, nothing changed. And they were like, Oh well, we'll write up a thing to contest it, and we'll let you know what happens. Oh, you guys at your ages, you <coughs> should be doing health savings accounts. We have one. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, because then that's all tax free. And if you don't use it up in a year, it rolls over. So you can actually yeah. accumulate quite a bit of money in a health savings account. Yes, and you, you can, can use it for all kinds of stuff, going yeah. to the chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think even um, vision and hearing tests and all that stuff that insurance usually doesn't cover anyway. Yeah. 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 I'm just shocked that they would charge that much for a mammogram, even if you didn't reach 
your deductible. And of course, this is coming from a, a very personal situation with my wife and catching that breast cancer early. I mean, my God, it's right. just amazing to me that there would be, there should just be some sort of cap. I know. Well, because and- you want to encourage those sorts of things. They, you're going to save a lot more money if you're, you catch it early. I mean, and granted, she did end up getting a double mastectomy, but no uh. chemo, anything like that. I mean, all that sort of stuff is expensive. It's you know? very expensive. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is they keep changing the goalpost for the age of even mm-hmm. qualifying mm-hmm. to get a mammogram. Yep. They pushed it back, didn't they? They finally they did, yeah. At first, it was you—you you weren't, you couldn't even get an insurance company to pay for a mammogram unless you were forty-five. Then it was thirty-something, and now, 45. so oh. many women are getting very aggressive um, breast cancers at a very young age that I think they finally moved it back to thirty. If your physician wants it, oh, they moved it up. Oh, that's good. I thought they were actually. Well, maybe, maybe they did again. On- I don't well, know. Yeah, and my understanding was they were pushing it back, which was meaning, meaning like going from forty to forty-five, which is not a good thing. Yeah. They keep doing that with Pap smears. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All women's healthcare is very odd, and it's just um, it's interesting because after Obamacare, which helped a lot of people get coverage, which is great, it um, and it was supposed to limit how much health insurance companies made as profits that did not that part of it didn't happen and after covid because nobody was going to the doctor Mm -hmm. people weren't getting sick they weren't getting injured because they were staying home Mm -hmm. insurance companies made record amounts of money insurance companies are making record profits hospitals are making record profits the government's making record profits making record profits though huh Humans aren't making no, records. No, no, no. no. Well, yeah. 45 of them Depends are. Depends on, yeah, which human you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Right. Every the billionaires hosp- are. Every hospital that you've seen has had a multi-million or multi-billion dollar addition. Yep. Isn't that amazing? Though? I mean, the hospital just... right down the street. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. There you oh, go. Yeah. Right down the street. Providence Tarzana. I don't know if you've ever, you remember it, Ralph, but it's like tripled in size. Oh, I wow. the pandemic. Well, they built three brand new, three brand new hospitals for the USC campus. Three, three new hospitals. <laughs> two special, yeah. two specialized hospitals, mm. and they rebuilt the county. Unbelievable. Peter Sinai has it's not just one campus it's multiple campuses yeah. we're at la now i know so they're making lots of money and then and then they still have their hand out too mm-hmm. say would you don't you want to help this community yeah. by donating to this and i i, <laughs> I saw know. through that 40 years ago i said no i'm not going to give you any money you're making so much money now your 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 cleric or your clerical staff and your um, administrative staff make more money than the physicians it oh, makes by no a sense. lot yeah. oh, by yeah. a lot by a lot wow. and i'm like no yeah you got enough money well, the cost the U- of aspirin has gone up from one hundred to two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ha- hasn't the University of Minnesota pr- pretty much purchased a ton of hospitals? It's like this is a, a public <laughs> school, and how are they affording hospitals? <laughs> I don't get it. State university, and, and you have to remember too they they accumulate quite a bit of political power because as. You remember just a few weeks ago, was it that nurse staffing requirement or what was it? There was a law passed in Minnesota, but somehow Mayo said, no, 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 we're not participating. Oh, uh, yeah. Because there was... you make us participate, we have a billion dollar project on the books that we're going to pull out. 
Right. So they God. gave them sort of some sort of special out. Ralph, can you do you oh, know no, what I'm talking no, I, about? No, I'm not involved in a union shop. So, uh, no, yeah, but I, I, I mean, you heard that, about the but, issue, though. Oh, I yeah, mean, but I can just I, you how but, but powerful that, they are. To my point, a billion dollar project the Mayo Clinic has. They're making plenty of money. Yeah. Yet they still have their hand out. Oh, don't you want to donate? Don't you want to donate? It oh, makes, yeah. It's yep. bizarre. Andy? Yes. I know you looked it up the other day. What is what's in the bank for uh, Harvard again? Their endowment. Oh, their endowment. Their endowment. It Let's is see. unbelievable. The and it just sits there collecting money. Let's see. And they here. actually got PPP money. Yeah, they did. But I think yes, it's back. They did. But They're, don't forget uh, they'll hit up the alumni every year. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They did, have fifty three billion dollars in assets. We're going after the big guy today. I'm telling you. You hear that, Timmy? <laughs> Harvard yeah. has fifty three. Billion dollars in assets. Mm-hmm. That would go and for a ass- lot of mammograms. <laughs> it kind of was. I was going to say, could I have some for a mammogram? <laughs> Why did we let this happen? Worldwide, when I was in Italy, I went. I, we, we went past a garden owned by Harvard University. Oh, garden, yeah. Garden, a public yep. garden, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that professors can go take a trip to Italy to oh, check sure. on the garden. That's right. Mm-hmm. Sure the garden. I, say this question, I ask this question every day. When's enough enough? Yeah, yeah you're right. Hell, I will ask thing. the billionaire that is stuck underneath the ocean right now. Oh, oh God, I know. $250,000 for that privilege. Yep. Who's 90, stuck under the ocean? Uh, oh, there's a submarine uh, that goes to the bottom of the ocean to look at the Titanic wreck, and they haven't come up. And they have, I guess the submarine has 96 hours of sustainability for I life. I think they're down to like 50 and, now, yeah. So they're yeah, trying to figure out how. What, uh, did they even find it? Did they send down another sub? What they did, did they do? They did not find it. They did not find it. They think it's possibly um, caught on Titanic debris. Oh, um, and God. if that is okay, the I'm case, having a heart attack right now. <laughs> I'm not even thinking about this. Claustrophobia. It makes my palms sweat. Oh. They did say that. Yep. The Coast Guard does not have the equipment in order to save them. If that is the case, yes. Why? So that means. You know what that means. You don't need me to. I mean, and they're no. they're starting to say like the best case scenario is that it imploded a whole breach because yeah. of the pressure. Yes. Um, and then that scenario. way they wouldn't have felt anything. Right. Um, yeah, you're just like of course they're still hoping that this is a rescue mission. Uh, Why don't they have a locator beacon or a radio or good anything question. at all? Maybe, yeah. maybe they you do. See that it was controlled by like a PlayStation controller. Yeah. 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 Twenty-seven dollar <laughs> piece of equipment. I thought it was a joke at first. I thought, oh, it's oh Twitter God. smart ass. You know, it's a it's but a it Logitech controller. I've seen them before. Logitech. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, they... and if you want to go and see what it's actually like, because it's so small, if you have claustrophobia, you're gonna like just die. But um, I have claustrophobia. David Polk, just uh, for it. CBS News did a whole segment on it, and they actually went <laughs> down to the Titanic, and this was five months ago, I believe, that the segment ran. It's on YouTube. Um, but it is astonishing that people are willing to pay this amount of money to go and see the wreckage. $250,000, yep. That's how much it yep. costs to go on the submarine. Yep. yep. Well, like I said, if you've Why? got billions of dollars well, and you've already done everything there is that normal people would like to do, you got to start concocting Doing crazy trips that nobody else has done because Why? you're bored you're with life. in to, with 17 bolts. <coughs> they can't even break their way out. No, no. Yeah, no, they bolted it together. They bolt, bolted them in yeah. there. But, I mean, even if they could break their way out, you're not breaking <laughs> your way out into no. 500 atmospheres of pressure. You would just... Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be a good idea. Yeah. So the I bolts understood that they, really, once uh, this mission or whatever thing they do is done, 
it automatically floats to the top. Not anymore. So, that's why they think it's caught. Did that, but if, if you stuck, can't locate it, yeah. and you still can't, yeah, you can't get out from within. Oh. And they they got how many hours of oxygen left? Ninety. Well, how many left? Fifty-ish, somewhere on there. Yeah, two two days. Got, I, think, I just you know, I know. I just it makes I sense. Can't. But they, you still would think. I think to Andy's point, you would think that there'd be some, yeah. some, some sort of beacon multiple, of some multiple sort. source yep. that yeah. you would be able to send a sonar mm -hmm. signal from that. I, yep. Truly, what? You know, every yeah. minute, every half minute, or you should, uh -uh. some mechanical system so that people can locate. I mean, it makes no sense. No, that they can't not. find this. This is a rich person's new Mount Everest. Yeah, that's what it yep. is. It oh. is. You're absolutely yeah. right. This and, and like doing SpaceX or yeah, whatever. Yeah, space thing. Which Elon I mean, and Jeff. If, if, if something goes wrong when you're being shot into space, you're just going to evaporate pretty quickly. So it's going to well, be a painless death. But this this submarine thing, <laughs> if something goes wrong, nothing can be good. No. Nothing. Well, I mean, I guess when you're down there and you're stuck on Titanic debris and you're like, we're not getting out, there's no way, you just... I'd probably just smash my head with something. Yeah, be really. Like, <laughs> Best way to do it. If we had an hour left of oxygen, I'd be like, let just smash my head yeah. and kill you me. You just go to sleep, though, won't I'm you? I'm done. Well? No. Yeah. Oh, no, you just... Carbon dioxide is yeah, not a fun way to go. Slowly oh, poison yeah. air. Yeah. Not good. No, uh, carbon dioxide uh, suffocation no, really is not a fun way to go. it's a really sad story. That's awful. It really is. That's awful. Mm -hmm. So if you ever do this, bring a suicide pill. I will say <laughs> yeah, basically. a submarine is at the probably bottom yeah, of my list. One of the last places I'd rather be. I would yeah. want. Why don't you just watch James Cameron's footage from Ghosts of the Abyss yeah, when he did go. the Titanic in a yeah. fantastic documentary yep. and call it a day. Boom. Yeah. I'm not even claustrophobic, but submarines are just... I know. I can't it's even imagine good. those service men and women that go down in a submarine voluntarily. Mm -hmm. I don't. What yeah. is wrong with you? I can and barely handle the ride at Disneyland. So, you know, the, <laughs> I know. I know. Be, You're not even underwater or something now. But it used to be twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Yeah. Yep. Oh and now it's a little gosh. mermaid ride mm -hmm. in Disney well, I World. I can bet you that James Cameron for sure is going to go back down to visit after this. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He's oh. not going to stop. Now you, now you can go down and see the sub that's caught on it. Yep. Yeah. God. Yeah. Well, wow. Mount Everest is covered in dead bodies. It so sure is. Yeah, it is. There you go. Mm -hmm. It sure is. It's I'm all trying true. to find the inside of the submarine. Nothing but good ah! news, though, we have to say. It's a tiny tube. PBS News has it, yeah. It's it's. And they keep on saying it's the size of a minivan. I'm like, there the minivan is larger than this thing, this at is, least on the interior. Well, and it's how many yeah, walls? It looks pretty big on the outside, but again, you're that's your perspective. I mean, who knows? You're probably right. How many it's people are in there? Small. Five, I think. There's five. And, people and they can't underwater. stand. They can only sit, so they're like oh, sitting God. kind of cross legged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's not even like seats. They're sitting no. on the ground. I'm gonna of the have submarine. so many nightmares. I'm not sleeping again. The only this seat is the toilet seat up <laughs> yeah. by the front window. Sounds really fun. I'm not kidding. Uh, really? Uh, in case you need to use the restroom. Like, this is yeah. Oh. Why would you... I'm pretty sure they all crapped themselves by this time too. That's mm -hmm. the Why would you want to do it? I... Why would you even want to get on that? Uh, Who cares? Because you well, got money to burn, and you don't, and you're bored. Yeah. Like I said, with Listen. doing all the other amazing things that there are to do on this planet. Listen. If so I ever given do... your choice of one or the other, is it going to be a rocket thing like Bezos, or is it going to be the, the the Titanic tour? Well, you do both. I think I go with Jeff. I can't believe I'd say I go with Jeff Bezos yeah. over. Yeah, 
<laughs> I think yeah. I would. Yeah, I think I'd go. If I ever tell you, hey, I'm going to do this thing where I have to be bolted into something, yeah. be like, no, 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 come with me. No, well, no. All right, I'll strap you to a chair. <laughs> Thank you. Till it's over. Thank you. I'm not doing Mount Everest either. I'm not doing any of them. Let's yeah. just no. no. We have had amazing stories lately. Any situation where it's like breathing could be a problem. Optional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we've got some stuff that might help, but it might not work. Uh, it brings up anxiety, though, just even thinking absolutely. about it. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Claustrophobia, the no way out. I am not a claustrophobic person in general, mm-hmm. except for in a really slow elevator. I slow, can be like, hot elevators? Yeah, that's a bad thing. thing or a lot is it people. moving? What's going on? <laughs> My next question, though, for Kristen. Uh-oh. How long before Hollywood says, hey, we got to make a movie. About oh, it. It'll be no time at all. I bet. I will tell you right now, even though there is a writer's strike, there is some writer yeah. who is yeah. sketching an outline as we speak. Yep. I wouldn't even be surprised if James Cameron is already thinking about how he can make this into a documentary. Wouldn't well, absolutely. Uh, I, you know, a documentary, though, I mean, that that would be fascinating, I think. I mean, you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, Netflix not, I will hope- do it. Netflix will do it. Oh, sure. Netflix Netflix is cranking out documentaries like there is no tomorrow Mm -hmm. because the audience is there, especially if they're true crime. Mm -hmm. Or rock stars. And this is not true crime, but it involves something, you know, dark, ghoulish. Yeah. Yeah. It does. I want if they do make a movie of it, they got to call it The Briny Deep. (laughs) What do you think? What? Dark and briny. briny It's interesting how many, there are tons of movies about being trapped on a mountain or trapped in space or trapped in a cave. Not a whole lot about being trapped in the ocean. Was there interesting? Was there a a movie about the Thresher, the American submarine that uh, went down uh, in the 60s? A nuclear submarine, the Thresher. Oh, I don't know. Thresher. I remember intense. that. It's named after a shark, kind of yep. shark. A Thresher. I'm reading a book with Fawn right now about Greenland what sharks. Deep, how yeah. deep is the Titanic in the ocean? Two miles. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty deep. Yeah, it's about 12,000 yeah, feet, right? It's dark and it's deep. And, <laughs> and, and people want to see it now because it's being, it's contaminated with like a metal-eating like virus or bug right now oh, so it's Jesus. decomposing very quickly so a metal eating it's a bacteria i believe bacteria maybe some sort of archaea <laughs> wow see. Well, you can add that to the script the metal eating bacteria will go after the submarine and see it start eating away at that so uh, all of a sudden it's going to turn into a science fiction horror film all i know <laughs> is i sure hope at least they have lights One in that more. thing they do they I- did yeah. Well, I suppose yeah, if they're on emergency I, power, who knows? I hope they. Yeah, I mean, lights. I don't know because if they had lost communication, I mean, they were using Elon Musk's. What's Elon Musk's satellite? Skylink. 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 They were using it, Skylink. It, it, it just makes no sense that they can't find it. That, that's the. Thing. I know. There's no, I know. There's not a redundant signaling system on that for emergency. Sonar is like no sense. If it's sending out sonar pings, you can find it. It just. This I thought there was one true. distress signal, though, wasn't there? Apparently, or, there was. They sent out one sonar ping like well before it got lost, and now it's mm-hmm. not anymore. Which is why I think it probably did implode. Or because, they thought, yeah. well, wouldn't debris come up or something? Maybe not that down that deep. Probably oh, not. Well, maybe no, not no. much debris. No. 
Well, yeah, an implosion at that two miles below the surface, it would be like an atomic bomb going off. What is the level when you go so deep you can't get back up? There is a level of the ocean. Once you get that deep, you cannot oh, get through it. 10,000 leagues? I might have to 10,000 leagues. I might have to go yeah. lie down. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Yeah, why don't we let's change take the subject this. to something more well, happy. Can, can, I, take this. can I just bring up one thing? Because I don't know if this has reached beyond Hollywood. Does anybody know that Julian Sands, the actor, has been missing yeah. for five months? Yeah. Why? Yeah. No. Julian I did not know Sands. that. Yeah. Julian yeah. Sands. He, um, he was, was on a hiking expedition in Mount Baldy here in, outside of Los Angeles, and um, he was an experienced hiker, so that wasn't surprising. But we had obviously had, like, the worst winter we've had in decades, and they think he was caught up in that type of um, 
storm or something and maybe got lost or fell but they've been searching for him for five months and they just started the uh, i would say the search mission again yesterday because it had been covered in snow for so long wow man what a world all right i'm gonna lighten the subject up a little bit Catherine and i last night and Catherine, i don't know i guess we just uh, we finished watching uh manhunt with martin Martin clunes Clunes. last night and then Catherine. Clicked on this uh, one uh, video. It is the 35-minute celebration of the very end of Doc Martin. Did you guys ever watch Doc Martin? Mm-mm. One of the greatest one shows ever shows on television. So, Kristen, you haven't seen it either? No, we talked about it this morning on yeah, the morning well, that's right, we did. 17 that's years. When you gave me homework. You said I had I did, to watch yes. an episode before June 20th, 2024. That's, right. that's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. She's got a year I mean, to where, watch one episode. Is that where they're going? Are they taking it away then? Well, it's, it's over. yeah, it's done. Well, but I mean, it had why a 17 is... year run though, or 18 years or something crazy like that. But for UK, 18, that's yep. a long time. That is a long time. One well, of the great oh, shows. I thought you were talking like a show like Gunsmoke or something older classic show i mean i've never heard of it it's weird. Never heard of Doc martin, oh, really? it's so good it's phenomenal martin clunes is amazing in it he's, he's, in an, it. he's actually amazing pretty much in anything he's in he is he absolutely is but uh, if you get a chance watch it and i think Catherine and i because it, we watched the very first episode together 18 years ago so we might just start over again yeah. and I'm, by the time i'm done i'll be 89 you that'll be good you didn't start doc martin like when it first started did you yeah I feel uh, like you didn't start watching it no. until. I feel like it was when the podcast was on. Ma- yeah. maybe it, maybe a couple of years, but I don't. I don't know. We've been watching it pretty steadily all along. It's a great show. It's a fabulous show. the co- The comedic writing is just British, fantastic. British comedy, baby. So British. That's all I'm saying. It's, but... So is it a week to week thing? It's not a dump. 10, 12, 13 episodes at once. Well, no. Now, it is, now it is, but it wasn't when it first came out. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> really, really well casted. I mean, the entire cast is perfect. Fantastic. Well, Great yeah. writing. Yeah. He's married to the producer, which we didn't even yeah. know. Philippa Braithwaite. She writes everything and produces everything Damn. in the UK. She does, I can't. yeah. I was like, wow, they're married? I didn't know that. She's, she's done everything. She's a very talented person. Good for Philippa. Uh, honestly, and it's it's uh, it's shot in this Port Isaac, <coughs> the real town. Yeah. And um, yep. they've renamed it Port Wen, and the scenery is just gorgeous. The cinematography of British films, British shows, is very well done. It Critic is. Particularly the BBC. Yep, I mean, uh, Top right. Gear was at unbelievable uh, cinematography uh, when they were doing it. I mean, just so well done and um Really great creative people there. Yeah, they did a, the behind the scenes thing on this show was interesting because they showed everything from how they use cranes to make a car that that's hanging off a cliff look like it's moving around. Yeah, and yeah. how they how they take things out of the shot to get it sunny because it was sunny in the morning when they were filming. They did a lot of things like that that made it really interesting. Cool. Hello. God, I thought they'd be looking the show up. Is this like a documentary about making it? This is proof of uh, production. But what, or what do you mean? I, I, funny. Come on. It made no. Nobody said 
anything. I know. She did I'm like, what an incredible description. I know. And you guys are just sitting there like. Brr, brr, you guys. Brr. Oh, well, I've seen it. You were the one that's yeah, watching, watching the, the show. show. I, I was looking to see if there was anybody I knew in the cast. There is one actress named Eileen Atkins that I recognize. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I don't recognize that many people. Not to say that they're Caroline. not. I mean, there are a lot of talented people out there that you never here I've been on one show for 18 years. So. Sigourney, yeah, Sigourney so. Weaver <laughs> is a good it. friend of one of the cast members that plays this crazy pharmacist who's just absolutely nuts. I guess they're really <laughs> great is. friends in real life. And Sigourney Weaver came and did a few episodes because her um, friend was in it. And what's, in, what's the name of the friend? Oh, gosh. Mrs. Tischel on the show. Yeah, Mrs. Tischel. <laughs> okay, Mrs. Tischel. Yeah, very British. And she wears a neck brace for no reason. She oh, doesn't she's, need it. She's, oh, okay. She's, the she's, name of the actress is yeah. Selena Cadell or something. Selena Cattle. Um, and Not then Caroline Cattell. Oh, Caroline Katz is in A Small Light. She has a very right. small role in A Small Light. Um, she's been around for a while. Hmm. She narrates it. Selena go, actually might go. have done a... Uh, Let's go uh, back to the car hanging or something. from a crane. So this is on the show? They're showing this on the show? Well, Doc Martin is the is a GP in a very small town, and anything that happens, he's, <clears throat> he's it. They don't have an ambulance service. He has to, like, dash down to the waterfront to, you know, try to revive people or whatever. So, yeah, there was a car. There was a scene where there was a car that went off a cliff, and he had to go in and intubate her and all this kind of stuff on right. the— side of the road and they were showing how you know he was trying to get her out of the car with a, a police officer and they had the car actually you know rocking back and forth so it felt very realistic they they the way they shoot this and write this and stuff is very expensive and nothing like this is ever going to happen again that's true yeah uh -uh. okay i i i thought you i thought they had scenes of how they were taking the how they're doing the taking the Cloudy sky turned into a sunny scene. I mean, I thought they were showing how they did that. Yeah, they do. They did show that. They show. Okay, uh, yeah. They so did. this. So so the, he was. So the doctor was responding to a movie scene. No. Oh, okay. No, that this was behind the scenes. I guess oh, okay. I didn't explain oh, so, it right. Maybe that's why everybody. So was there's a behind the scenes. Like a bunch of birds <laughs> right into a window. I talk and everybody goes right into a window. <laughs> what? What? What is she saying? We cannot understand what, her so, words. So, the, so there was so, so there was an episode that just shows how this was done. Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, there we go. Yep. It was really right. really good. Okay. <laughs> okay then. I was confused. I was okay. like, "What? All right." You know, talk was about me, being confused. You. When you started talking about Doc Martin, I was thinking that is it Doc Martin's boots or something? It's I know. Shoes. I wonder if they that's, did that's, it on purpose. Oh, it's like a show about the shoemaker or something. Or? It's probably a pun. A pun. I'm, that would be my guess. I would hope they do. Yeah. They do some of that stuff in in the show, but or did they get the name from the show for the boot? No, oh. Doc Martens are well. They've been around forever. Oh, they've been around forever. I I've never owned one. Weren't they a military yeah. boot at one time? I don't know. Or Let's they see. just look like I don't like know, but they're a pain in the butt to break in. But once they are, they're so comfortable. Yeah. Like Birkenstocks. Dr. Martens was for, founded in 1947. So, yeah. yeah. A little it's before a the show. It's been a bit. So they were not World War II foot gear. No, is it, right Is after. it a British brand? <clears throat> um, German. German, okay. So. But it is headquartered in the U.K. now. Doc. Oh, oh and the creator was a doctor 
in the German army during World War II. Okay, so he was a doctor so Martin well, in the army. They're yeah. technically Ooh. Dr. Martins. Yes, People they are, call them Doc Martins, they are but they're Dr. Dr. Martins. Martins. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like Teva is actually Teva. What's oh, how you're supposed to. The With shoe the, brand, everybody says Teva. It's actually Teva. The Chico uh, car seats Kiko. or Kiko. Yep. It's like, why? Oh, you know things, everyone's going to read Italian. it as Chico. It's Italian. Put like a there's two T's. umlaut over the H or something. Uh, like. An umlaut. An umlaut over, over the H. H. It's an accented That's H. Sure. You don't pronounce Ka- it. Kahiko. <laughs> Anything from the two of you entertainment uh, reporters? Anything new, new coming out we should see? Asteroid City. Have oh, you seen right. it you yet? No, no, I haven't. Um, I did see Indiana Jones, though. Oh, oh what'd you think? I hear it's not great. I think you're. I think a lot of people. I I don't get the criticism. I oh. honestly don't. Huh. I thought it was really good. I really did. And and you know, I just think that the. You you know you get people. It, it's like like the Twitter mob. I mean there are, there's toxic fandom. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of that, you know, where people are picking stuff apart before long before it ever hits the screen. So it almost feels like mm-hmm. it's doomed. Like people said that the Flash was awful. The, did you see the Flash, uh, Kristen? I did, but I'm not a big superhero fan, so I'm yeah, not I, like... And I thought that I was going to go see a piece of trash. It was very entertaining. Oh. I, and again, but people rip on it for the fan service because they have a lot of an Ezra Miller issue too for a lot of people. They stayed away because Mm -hmm. of it. I think that's the problem. And, and so the thing with the the fan service, you know, don't you make movies like this for fans? I I don't get that. Why that's a bad thing. What, when you're, when you're creating, well, in this case, nostalgic situations Mm -hmm. like Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good thing. I mean, it, it's fun, and the guy is willing. He's game to do it. And he's the best Batman. Yes. yes. Correct. And, yeah. After and Adam West, so, of course. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. there, there are a lot of different cameos in this from the past. I, I don't want to spoil it yet for people because it really is fun. There was, there was one scene that I knew, a, a big cameo that was spoiled, which kind of pissed me off. It's like you can't look anywhere now without learning of spoilers, but... There are a lot of great cameos in this, a lot of fun ones. And, you know, people, the criticy critics call it fan service. Well, I don't think it's a bad thing. That's who buy, that's who pays for the tickets, fans. I want to be, I want to enjoy myself when I see a movie like this. And I did. So I don't, I don't get it. I don't get all the, all the hate for it. And then, of course, they declared a bomb right away. It did come in at $55 million dollars box office and the estimate but they were predicting 70 million for yeah. the weekend, so that's where the disappointment is and i do think like for someone like me who's not a big dc marvel fan i'm at superhero fatigue i am like most oh, people yeah. are i think yeah. you know yeah i think it's been 10 and, years of it yeah <laughs> yeah and we have to start thinking like how are you going to get me let's you know besides me going to free screenings let's let's talk about me slapping down my 15 dollars. what is it going to yeah. take for me not the superhero fan to slap down my 15 dollars? and go back to the movie theater and i don't think i'm alone in this no, you know no, no you are not in fact i i'm right with you uh, that last spider-man into the spider or across the spider-verse there's mm-hmm. two of them um that's where i thought you know what this is see because right now the the, the big 
creative step that Marvel and DC are taking is with the multiverse, where you have different universes of these characters, which allows characters like Michael Keaton's Batman to be involved. You still have Ben Affleck's Batman, but now you have this in an alternate universe. Mm -hmm. And so that's their new big thing. They do that with Marvel. They're doing it with DC now. And yes, I I was feeling fatigue after the Spider-Man movie. But this one, it's like eh, it was different because, again, it was it was really nostalgic for me. Right. And um, but apparently not for a lot of other people, because, again, not enough people went and three hundred million dollar budget when all is said and done. I mean, that's that's, that's a lot of money to be kissed. And, I, and it's not like it's making it overseas either. So, yeah. Production bu- budget, by the way. Not with marketing. Yeah, add another 300 for marketing. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. So, and then you got to believe that to get somebody like Michael Keaton to participate, he's going to have back-end points. So he's going to get his money before the studio does or whoever. Right. So there, there's just, this movie is going to make money. It is a bomb. But, I mean, when you see the word bomb attached after the first weekend, then people are going to think, oh, this sucks. And they they're not going to go. They'll yeah. wait till it's on streaming and right. then they'll watch it there. But I mean, there there are some interesting things like Barbie. I am going to go to the theater mm. to see that if I don't go to oh, a yeah. screening ahead of time. Like that to me is so unique and interesting and hilarious. Mission Impossible 7 mm. premiered yesterday, you know, in, in Rome and yep. people are raving about it. They said, you've never seen stunts like this. You have to go to the theater to see it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Luckily, I'm going to screen that one early, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been really fortunate. I mean, I saw The Flash a couple of weeks ahead of time. I saw Indy a couple of weeks ahead of time. Um, and sometimes you wonder, like in the case of Indiana Jones, it, it premiered at Cannes. And uh, it was being ripped right out of the gate. It's oh. like, why would you screen a movie like that if you know there's a potential for it to get decimated a month before it comes out? And then... People are piling on. The critics are piling on because nobody wants to be on that opposite side. Nobody wants to stand up and say, hey, you know what? That's actually a pretty good movie. Well, I don't give a crap about stuff like that. I think it's a great movie. Elemental is dealing with the same situation. And audiences love it. If you take a look at Rotten Tomatoes, the audiences are like, it's good. Mm -hmm. Same thing with The Flash. The Flash, the critics are ripping it, but the audiences love it. It's it's a Godzilla movie. You know, it's it's like a Godzilla movie. What do you expect? It's an Indiana well, Jones yeah, movie. What do you expect? What are you looking for besides a fan movie? That's it's what it is. Well, I don't think the argument sense. is that okay. So back then, you know, Indiana Jones first comes out, and it's an original new idea. Which okay, that's fair enough. But Indiana Jones two wasn't an original idea. People loved that. It's just more mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. Three was just more Indiana Jones. It's the same thing over and over. But people liked it back then. Now you got more Indiana Jones, but now it's a bad thing. It doesn't really make yeah, a whole lot of sense. I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, the big difference with this one is that Spielberg and Lucas are not involved. That is kind of. have, yeah. And, but James Mangold is directing it. And I, I think I told, said this on the uh, either last week here or on the uh, morning show. He's a hell of a director. So I didn't have any worries going in that this guy wasn't going to be able to handle it. And I think he, it's terrific. I, you know, the, the, the action sequence, you know how every uh, Indiana Jones film begins with a stretch, that 20-minute stretch. It's great opening action sequence. And as far as I was concerned, I mean, he nailed that. I thought, okay, I'm strapped in for the ride. This is going to be fun. And it was fun. 
Uh, it, it's it's more of a downer of a movie, I will say, than the other ones. But the whole story makes sense. And the reason that Indiana Jones, in this case, and you might have gathered from the trailers or TV spots, he's older, he's broken, and you find out why. So they're humanizing him a little bit more in this. He does this, you know, spectacular, fantastical stuff that he's done before. But I think he's more humanized this time. So... I think they're moving the character forward. I think the biggest mistake in the whole franchise was the one with Shia LaBeouf. Oh. That one went south. I was going yeah. to say, you know what movie did have Spielberg and Lucas involved? And yeah, Skull. and that's probably after that they said, screw this. Yeah. I don't want to take any more shots. I mean, mm -hmm. these guys got more money than God, but they also have egos, and they don't want those egos bruised. So both of them stepped away from this one, and Mangold took the punches and is going to be taking the punches, and I don't understand why. Because uh, he is a terrific filmmaker, and you'll see why once you see this movie. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Tim, did you do the press junket and interview Harrison? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I, I you know, it's just you're different outlets that some people get everything some people get nothing and i'm one right. of those i got nothing although i do have uh um i know james mangold's publicist and i actually talked with her last week and i asked her actually i said well what does james think about this whole can situation she said you know what honestly can the can film festival is more about yes it's a it's a market to purchase films but it's also the highfalutin it's the yeah. snobby films, it the, is, the yeah. art films. And this person represents art films. It's not, not putting them down, but that's the sort of audiences that you have there. And so that's why I don't know why you would put, you would debut a popcorn film there. But they gave him the lifetime achievement. And I, I, the one thing yeah, I was going to say yeah, about Harrison yeah. is that he's been, I mean, he's such a reluctant star all the yeah. time and doesn't want to be interviewed. And he's been very open and congenial and lovely during the interviews of, you know, people I know who have interviewed him so far for the film. So, I mean, he at least is putting his 100% behind it where he hasn't always in the past. So. Yeah. I yeah, think that's I, nice. I mentioned last week. I mean, you know, I 
I would imagine it has to do with the people that are interviewing him too, because some people are going to be intrusive and I've never been one of those to, to try, you know, to delve into any sort of personal stuff, but you know, he is a very tough interview. There's no question, but he's also the sort of guy, you know, if he realizes that this isn't going to go that direction where it's going to get personal, then he sort of opens up. And again, it also, and you know, this Kristen, it depends on the time you have. Uh, I had a better interviewer interview with him at 10 minutes than I did with five. Yeah, I was going to say the four <laughs> minutes that they give you. Anywhere, so, but the but I, I'm also curious, too, is that he and Callista, his wife, Callista Flockhart, have been leaning very heavily into promoting their relationship, which is Ooh. definitely like a red carpet device. And uh, she's been throwing up a lot of like photos of the two of them, like looking cute and cuddling together on social media, which normally is not something that you see. So they're definitely leaning into this narrative of selling this film mm-hmm. and they're doing it together, which I kind of like, they're kind of fun to yeah. watch together. And I get it, you know, it's a PR move and everything else, but we so rarely see them that it's not annoying. It's kind of refreshing to see that he's just not this grumpy guy. Right. He's, he's re- realizing at age 80, I can't be a curmudgeon anymore. <laughs> exactly. Like, hey, we need to see you as a, you know, a doting husband. And I, I think that they genuinely have like a great relationship, but they've been smart to keep it out of the public eye, you know, a lot of the time. But I think it was sweet to see them at Cannes together. Yeah. And, and you know, what, what is really amazing to me is that when's really the last time she's done anything? Brothers and yeah. sisters. Uh, and how many years ago was that, though? I mean, that it, she, she did something for Supergirl? Is she the one I'm thinking of? I'll look that up. Yeah. So if I'm silent, it's not that I'm not listening. Uh, (laughs) It's not that I'm not listening. Well, you know, uh, um, um, Catherine, I almost said Callista, Catherine had something to say and nobody responded. (laughs) I know. Warning warning everybody in advance that... Oh, man. Yeah, she did Supergirl from 2015 to 2021. Oh, okay. So that's fairly she recent. Great, but I just feel like, again, that's not something that, but I loved her and brothers and sisters, but I feel like Supergirl, again, yeah. goes into that niche audience mm-hmm. again. Brothers and sisters ended in 2011. So, yeah. And that's oh. for yeah, a lot so of I people. Guess she's done things, but just, you know, isn't obviously, I don't know if anybody can be as high profile as Harrison Ford. Um, but, uh, well, yeah, and Harrison's going to come back. He's going to be in, uh, he took um, William Hurt's place in Marvel and is going to be in the Captain America movie with Anthony Mackie. He's going to be Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt. But at one point you wonder, when is he going to hang it up? You know, I mean. I mean, Clint. He's terrific in this movie. I mean, he, he you forget that it's Harrison. I mean, he's indie all over, you know. Well, Lindsay had dinner with Harrison Ford. Well, they were in the same restaurant for New Year's Eve. It was, well, how, 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 how many tables have to separate you before you're really having dinner with him? Yeah. And it was a couple tables over. He was there with his family. Um, and nobody at all spoke to him, bothered him, or anything at all in Hollywood. It was one of the one of restaurants God, in L.A. That's so nice. no, well, one really, no one was, you know ooh and on and uh, bothering for uh, autographs or anything like that. Fascinating. Huh. A friend of mine uh, ran into him but didn't speak with him, but uh, obviously recognized him in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where he probably has one of several houses. And he was in a, like a hardware store or something and just just Harrison there, you know. And the clerk was talking to him just like anybody, any other customer. So that's the sort of life he, he's probably yearning for, so it's perfect. So... 
Yeah, I would be very, you know, talking about Sigourney Weaver years and years ago <clears throat> when I did do junkets once in a while for Bill Carlson and uh, Kristen, that's a local anchor uh, for CBS here mm -hmm. for 50 years, actually, he was with and he was my mentor in the business. So once in a while, I'd go to junkets, got out of a cab and Sigourney Weaver standing there and just striking. Yeah. And part of you wants to go up and say something and part of you just like, you know, just leave her alone, you know. But I actually did interview her a few months later on the phone and told her about that. But, you know, it's just weird, you know, when you do see somebody you recognize in public and you just want to leave them alone. But part of you wants to just, you know, hey, how you doing? Yeah, definitely. What do you guys think is going to happen? Like that, uh, Chris, I'm sorry, Catherine. Do you run into people like that in oh. just in normal situations, Kristen? My neighborhood is filled with celebrities. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, on my morning walk, I can bump into anyone if I want to or Starbucks or anything else like that just because it's L.A., right? It's the kind of like average part of your day. Yeah. Are you yeah. talking like Jerry Mathers? Jerry Mathers? No, I have like, like. People Gwen don't know Sabani who Jerry lives in my neighborhood. Is. Ray Romano lives in my neighborhood. Oh, that's nice. Jenna Dewan. We just watched and... his movie, his new movie. It's really good. Speaking yeah, of we, Ray I think Romano. we talked about it yesterday on the, yeah, very good. the morning show. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, he lives, I mean, I, I could walk to him in like three minutes. That's how fast he, yeah, that's how close he lives Let's to go me. get him quick. Yeah. I'll go get him. Let me just, I'll be like, come to my closet. We're talking. Ray Romano. It's, it's not <laughs> creepy at all. No, not creepy. <laughs> Yeah, well, my studio. Now, uh, which... Fred Willard used to, when he was uh, alive, oh, he used to live in Fred my neighborhood. Willard. Yeah. Oh. Um, my, because the area I live in, um, in LA, has a lot of it's a lot of land for this part of the valley. So, um, people like to buy it so they can spread out and build oh, their big houses. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's a lot of double lots instead of just like single lots. Yeah, what you, okay, so my question was. With all the ch the new changes for best picture, the criteria that they've just oh, laid yeah. down the law on, what's going to happen to the film industry? Are, are people going to rush to be the first person to win that category so that they can, you know, crow about that? Or is it going to just churn out a bunch of the same movie just to fulfill the new criteria? What's going to happen? Well, a lot of the criteria um, includes crew. So you need to have, you know, a certain amount of diversity on screen, but also a certain amount of diversity off screen. And I think what it's going to do is open up opportunities to people behind the camera, too, which I think will give people a leg up, which will also create generate new stories. OK, so I'm actually excited about it. I thought it was honestly. the story, too, had to be. Um, I, I thought they were trying to manipulate the storylines, too. Well, one thing that I, yeah, I mean, here's here's the big thing with it. There are, and Kristen, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is to like three or four different components, and you have to meet criteria in two of the four or two right. of the three. Yeah, it doesn't so, have to be. You oh, don't have to check okay. all the boxes. Oh, okay, right. right. Yes, you don't. And so it's not an across the board sort of thing. So one of them, yes, is you have to, if you meet a deal where it's one person of color and one person that's. Um, disabled in some sort of way or whatever you know then then that's if you actually have a project or a film where they meet that criteria then it's like boom okay that one is taken care of and then there's one other category of the again three or four 
that and and the other one or maybe other ones like Kristen was saying are, are behind the camera. Yeah. Okay. So oh, I thought you know, they had to be so all. You, all right. Yeah. So no, you, people shouldn't get too worried about film. this. Honestly, it's yeah. I, it's one of those things. It's a headline grabber to be like the Academy says you have to do this when it's really it's it's guidelines that you have to adhere to some, not all of the criteria. Oh, okay. And I think it's going to make some on. Personally, I think it's going to make some meaningful changes. Ten years out, we're going to start seeing some of those effects of what well, they created. Okay. One guy that's totally against it, um, and and Andy, you could probably find some sound bites from him. Richard Dreyfus. It makes me want to vomit. I saw that. <laughs> they asked him about the. You cannot. Uh, I don't know what he politicized. I, he he has some great sound bite though. He's he's been very vocal about it, and he hopefully. Uh, he will be available. He's got a book coming out, and hopefully you'll be able to get him on the show here or the morning show or both, hopefully. Uh, but, yeah, he's very, you know, I don't know how old Richard Dreyfus is, but he's in the I don't give a shit phase of his life. <laughs> so that's why he is being open about it. And, and I don't know whoever thought to ask him, maybe because he's an Oscar winner himself, you know, to ask him about what do you think of this thing with the new criteria, but... He doesn't hold back, that's for sure. No, nope. probably didn't win any new fans on that interview. He's 75? <laughs> yep. Yeah. But he's a great actor. I mean, my God. And, and, and so it's interesting because obviously a lot of folks hold back on their, and I don't know if this speaks to his political ideology or not, but certainly if you're a Republican in Hollywood, you're not going to advertise it, that's for sure. No. And I don't know if Richard Dreyfuss is or not, but again, he's just... Maybe he's pushing back against the generational changes or something. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if everybody's entirely happy with the academy thing. No, because I, you are still putting mandates on something to win an award. So, well, the academy has long just been stuck in their box of like what the academy awards should look like and not move forward for years and years and years. And it's just it's why the show gets so boring. I mean, and they're they're. They're still dealing with the aftermath of the Will Smith, Chris Rock situation. People will talk about that slap for another decade. It, you know, and it's we can sit there and question it. Like, why didn't someone come up and do something? Why didn't Will Smith get, you know, kicked out of the show? They were so worried about what it would look like instead of doing the right thing in that moment. And, Tom, you're still convinced that it is? Fake. <laughs> and absolutely there's no way because i saw it again yesterday because there was a video that popped up on my screen about the 20 people that can't get hired in hollywood anymore you know it's like the oh god i can't even think of any of their names but you'd know most of it just starting to get well what's his name is it the lead guy oh god the lead guy the guy who's nobody's hired in years because you're such a jerk but his name is still what? Mel Gibson. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. There we go. The poison pill of the fourth yeah. Indiana Jones film. And yeah, Mel Gibson was another one of them on there and all sure. the rest of it. But Will Smith is on that list. Will he Smith ruined his on... career in that moment. Richard Dreyfus, a late edition. <laughs> just, yeah, they just added him to the list. He's at the well, bottom, but. What did he do? Well, he just said that the, the, the diversity right. standards make me want to vomit. Yes, he yeah. did. It didn't come across well at no. all. I showed very blunt. 
you can't even be blunt anymore. Blunt, negative. It came. It, it didn't come across well. And even if he meant it, maybe in a different way, it just came across exactly the way it sounds. It's um, awful. I think he meant it to sound exactly the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> way I was trying to give him talking. a little benefit of the doubt, but it just it didn't resonate. It <laughs> landed don't like you a big enjoy old. Enjoy that though. I mean, somebody just throwing it out there. It's like you know, you're putting your career at risk. It's why not. But he's like, I, he's I like, I got my Oscar. I'm 75. I've had a great career. Yeah. What does he, he have to lose? He played Nothing. Bernie Madoff too, didn't he? So yes, yes, he did. Yeah. God. Now, now I know you've talked about this before, but De Niro played Madoff as well, correct? Mm-hmm. He did. Okay, yeah. and and Richard Dreyfuss, and I haven't seen either. And maybe a part of me doesn't want to. Well, the one documentary. Just the go documentary, watch the documentary is great. Yeah, it is. It's really good. I love the fact that the indicator on the stock market is a snake climbing up the board. I love that. It's a good visual. Yeah, right there it is. Very, very good. But I, you know, I, we just we'll keep moving forward, right? We sure will. <clears throat> but I did. I did see Slog that again through. last night when uh, Will Smith walked up on stage. And as he's raising his hand literally from his hip, um, Chris Rock starts to flinch already. His flinch is way They're too They're no early. longer friends. Oh, they are no, this, I understand. This was never a PR stunt. They are <clears throat> no longer friends. They don't speak to each other. Now, did Chris Rock make a lot of money off of a great comedy special? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he did. Uh, sure, he milked it as he should. You know what? Yes. Yeah. That's probably the way to do it. Oh, if you're looking at it from a PR standpoint, yeah, but, but Will Smith, yeah, and I will tell you, here's, here's where Will Smith went wrong besides all of this. He went to the Vanity Fair party with oh. his Oscar and his family, and they were like dancing in the center like nothing happened. Yeah, that but sealed the deal for his reputation in Hollywood. Yeah, like what would he have? Jiggy with it. <laughs> get out, glamorous. Get he out. Was. He was. He was. It's a really good song, too. Let's be honest. It's good. It, is. it is. <laughs> Hey, but again, this this is where, you know, Tom and I disagree on this. I just cannot see how anybody be, would be that willing to blow up their career. That's, I can't either. Yeah. What I'm saying, like, well, slap, we'll have to gain from it. The slap thing is one thing, but when he went loco and started, keep, your, we'll keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. I mean, then yeah, it's like yeah, that look yeah. in his eyes. And I know, Ralph, we've talked about this before, too. It's like he's an actor. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's what they do. You know, you're putting your entire career uh, yeah up at you know it was you know he risked everything and he lost he lost and emancipation on apple tv plus was supposed to be like a second round Mm -hmm. of an oscar nomination of like look what i can follow this up with and the academy largely ignored it because people could not ignore the will smith slap yeah they took a risk they were going to delay it for a long time and then they thought well Let's do it, so, which I think kind of was an arrogant move. We'll find out. I think you it know, was it's just a gamble, too. but you know they lost. I mean, it hit the wall. We'll and you saw that. it was coming too because Will Smith started doing like cute little videos on his Instagram again, and I'm like, oh, this show's coming. They're gonna they're gonna do the movie. They're just gonna release it, and they did. Hmm. But they tested the waters too soon. He needed to go away for at least a year, two years, three mm-hmm. years. I have never seen somebody their career just go from i mean it just dropped to zero it, it just flatlined i've never seen that in all the years i've been doing this i mean you've had some look at alec baldwin in his situation right. with the the shooting on the set and he's kind of going about things like well you know i'm coming back it's not a big deal i thought he would never come back from that 
even even with all the controversy surrounding Tom Cruise, he is still the top movie star mm -hmm. in yep. Hollywood. Has tons of power. He's going to have another great summer. Will Smith not coming back from this. Yeah, they announced a Bad Boys 4, him and uh, Martin Lawrence, whose career... I like Martin Lawrence a lot, don't get me wrong, but his career is not exactly on fire. No. And the last Bad Boys movie was actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but this one didn't really generate the buzz, but it was like a big deal. Well, you know, Martin and I are announcing Bad Boys 4, and yeah, okay, whatever. So maybe that will bring back some of his... Maybe. Uh, I mean, there's going to be fans of the franchise who just won't even think about it, won't care. It's like some people don't care about Ezra Miller's issues and are like, I'm going to go see The Flash. That's fine. Well, and here's I don't know if I said it in the review last week, Tom, with you on Friday. Honest to God. And I, and Kristen, being that you're not a big superhero fan, maybe, you know, you don't feel this way. I thought Ezra Miller's performance in this movie was on the level of Robert Downey Jr.'s performances in mm -hmm. The Iron Man as Iron Man and Avengers. I thought he was so terrific. And the big thing with this one is, um, and I'm not ignoring his weird past because he's a weird dude. Don't get, you know, don't get me wrong. He plays uh, himself and then a younger version of himself. In again, the timelines are crossing. So he's acting against himself most of the movie. And you honest to God believe that there are two different people on screen. I mean, it's really an incredible performance. It's a shame that you got people like that that are just can't get out of their way off screen that are so damn talented on screen. And that's exactly what Ezra Miller's situation is. But you have to remember, Robert Downey Jr. had his issues, too. Right. Thankfully, he got his comeback and we got to see how great he is, you know. And Ezra made sure to take a year off out of the public spotlight, worked on their mental health. They've been very open about that. And it was unexpected that they showed up on the red carpet. They only did photos. They didn't do any interviews or anything else like that. But maybe, I mean, even though this isn't the blockbuster that the studio was hoping, maybe this is a fresh start for Ezra. That is possible once all of the legal issues and everything else is cleared yeah. up. And that's going to the box office with that. This is where I thought it was a big mistake because I was you know, trying to get interviews for everybody for that one as well. Michael Keaton didn't do interviews. Uh, Michael Shannon didn't. Uh, who else? I mean, Shasha Callie, who plays Supergirl and is terrific in the movie, she is the only person they put out there. And you cannot sell a movie with one person. I and mean, Michael was filming Beetlejuice in London. Yeah, yeah. So, and then you have the Andy Muschietti, who is he did the the It movies, terrific director. You know, it, it, they just didn't sell it right. And and I get it. They they didn't want Ezra doing, and we all knew that he wasn't going to do it. But why wouldn't they? Hell, I mean, Michael, if he's filming Beetlejuice, okay, do some. They're no, they're no more. <laughs> have you heard of people doing satellites anymore? I mean, everything is Zoom now. He could have easily sat down and done some Zoom interviews at least. Oh, at least for the top any... outlets, done a half day yeah, of interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did not sell this three hundred dollar, three hundred dollar, three hundred million dollar movie. I don't, I don't know how you can do that. I, ju I just don't know. They're paying for it now. Yeah, they are. Big time. Big time paying for it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this Tuesday. But we'll be back with all the crew next Tuesday. Right? I mean, we'll be back tomorrow. But I'm talking about this specific crew. 
This specific group. This configuration. This configuration. <laughs> I like it. Very good. Talk to you later. Thanks. See ya.